0: Your kids need you to be a parent. Here's Barbara Rainey.
1: I think there's a movement. I think there's a a common thinking today in parents that I see that mom and dad need to be buddies with their kids, that they need to be friends, they need to be pals. And there's nothing wrong with having that kind of a relationship. Like if you go camping or you go to the park, you're going to You're going to play together. You're going to do some things together. You're going to get down on the same level. But that isn't the posture that you need to have as a parent all of the time. Homes do not need to be child-centric. Homes need to be God-centric. And then mom and dad uh, need to be in charge and directing the life of their child, not being dictated by the children. you need to train your child that he's not the center of the universe. And that's the difference is helping them begin to understand that they're not in control. They're not in charge and they do have needs and they do have wants and they do have feelings, but they aren't, don't always have to be met immediately.
0: This is Family Life Today. Our host is Dennis Rainey. I'm Bob Lapine. Your kids need to know that you love them and that you care about them and that you are their friend, but they need to know first that you are their parent and that you have authority over them. We're going to talk more about that today with Dennis and Barbara Rainey. Stay with us. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. You know, you stop and think about it. There is a reason that God, in his wisdom, gave kids to moms and dads. Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> he, why, do you, why do you think he did that, Bob? He, he, well, I've been reading your book, so I know the answer <laughs> to, to why he did that. Kids need a mom and a dad to do what moms and dads are supposed to do so that the kids grow up with an understanding of who they are and what they're all about, don't they? Psalm 127
2: verses 3 through 5 say this. Listen carefully. Some parents who I read this to right now don't believe this because they're having real problems with their kids. We understand that. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb, a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them he shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate children are a gift to be received they are arrows to be raised and then there are also arrows that were meant to be released they were not designed to stay in the quiver They were meant to be designed
0: for a target. And if parents are going to raise their kids successfully, they need to know what their assignment is. And your wife, Barbara, is back with us again today. Barbara, welcome back to Family Life Today.
1: Thank you, Bob. Do
0: you think most moms and dads start the parenting journey understanding what it is that they're supposed to do?
1: Probably not. I would say they probably have some ideas of what they want to do. I think they probably have some ideas of what they don't want to do, what they don't want to repeat. Most young couples come in and say, I'm not going to do it the way my parents did, or I don't want to do it the way I saw it done by so-and-so. So So I think they have a vague, general idea, but parenting is such a hands-on learning experience, I often say that a woman can read a dozen books on how to have a baby, what it's like to have a baby, what's happening inside, what you can expect, but until she actually goes through the experience, it's all theory. And in some ways, that's true with parenting, too, because you, you can read tons of books, but once you get in there and you, you know who your kids are, you know who you are, and you're beginning to figure out how do we work together, then that's when you really need to have practical help.
0: My preparation for parenting happened over six summers. From 1972 until 1977. Boy Scouts? Uh, It was YMCA Camp Lakewood in Potosi, Missouri. (laughs) I was close. I was close. And I was a camp counselor for many years at Camp Lakewood. And so as we would have kids come into the cabin, it was my job to take care of those kids for the week. And I caught on. Here's the big idea of parenting. You want your kids to have a blast (laughs) every day and sleep well at night. And And be close. You feed them. And you make sure they get to the bathroom, but you, you, you the whole idea is to have fun. And I really think when we had our kids, that's what I reverted to. My job here is to make sure that they have a fun time in life. And they're
1: tired at night.
0: And they're tired at night <laughs> they sleep all night long. There's a little more to it than just your kids having fun.
2: There is, but I'm glad you illustrated that because I would have said that was mine as well. You would say what, that, for, that. would
1: say that was your expectation. Yeah.
2: Wouldn't you say that?
1: Probably, his, yeah. His
0: goal was fun with the kids?
1: Yes, for sure. Yeah.
2: She yeah. would see me come in after work and says, you're just always having fun with the kids. I've been here all day <laughs> with these Problem rug,
1: solving. With these they wrapped around my legs
2: and they're dragging me around and I come home and have fun with them.
0: Yeah. So when you sat down to write the book that you've just completed, The Art of Parenting, you took a chapter and you said, we want to help moms and dads know what their kids need. Mm-hmm. And and fun may be a part of that, but there's more to it than fun. You decided in this book you were just going to tweet out the answers to the parents, right? Well, most of them are millennials who are <laughs> parents today.
2: Right. I wanted to get their attention. And I thought, can we give our top 10 tips of what every child needs in 288 characters or less. I bet
0: you were glad they expanded Twitter from 140. I, was. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, I, I really yes, was. Yes, that did help us. And we did do that. And so we just like to share our top 10 Twitter tweets to equip moms and dads to understand what their kids need today. number 10, they need a home that is not child-centric.
1: And I think that's a really big one, even though it's number 10. Actually, they're probably all pretty important. (laughs) But anyway, nonetheless, number 10. And I think that's really important today because I think there's a movement. I think there's a common thinking today in parents that I see that mom and dad need to be buddies with their kids. That they need to be friends. They need to be pals. And there's nothing wrong with having that kind of a relationship. Like if you go camping or you go to the park, you're gonna you're gonna play together. You're gonna do some things together. You're gonna get down on the same level. But that isn't the posture that you need to have as a parent all of the time. Homes do not need to be child centric. Homes need to be God centric. And then mom and dad uh, need to be in charge and directing the life of their child, not being dictated by the children. You know, here's
0: the thing. When your kids are born, their needs are—we're talking survival. We're talking about the child is dependent on you for everything.
1: And his needs supersede parents.
0: It's very easy for us as parents to Mm -hmm. fall right into that and go, well, this child can't survive without me. My spouse can survive without mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. The whole world can survive without me, but not this child. Mm-hmm. So from the beginning, we think my number one job is this child, and it's easy for the home then to become child-centered.
1: It is the job of parents to keep that child alive, and your child does need you to survive, but you need to train your child that he's not the center of the universe, and that's the difference, is helping them begin to understand that they're not in control, they're not in charge, and they do have needs, and they do have wants, and they do have feelings, but they aren't don't always have to be met immediately. And you're right. It is easy to fall into that with newborns because their needs are so important when they're tiny.
2: And Bob, I hate to correct you here on the broadcast, but each of these tweets are to take 288 characters or less and you just burned up 765 <laughs> (laughs) as you uh, illustrated it there. Number nine is one you believe in strongly. Barbara, go ahead.
1: A number nine is a home led by intentional and purposeful parents.
0: Do you want to speak to that, Mr. Intentional? (laughs) Because that's how your son referred to you? Well, here's the rest of the tweet. It says, being intentional
2: means investing lots of time, planning, Hmm. making wise decisions, and assuming responsibility for raising the next generation. Purposeful means working to be in agreement on discipline,
0: boundaries, and standards. Well, and again, I have to tell you, my orientation toward parenting when we had our kids was more spontaneous than purposeful. What is the need of the moment, not what's the need of the year or the need of the next decade in the life of this child. And when you're thinking in the moment, you're missing the strategic purpose of parenting. You're just dealing with the dailiness of it. See, here's where the Bible pulls you out of the daily stuff and the horizontal
2: and lifts you to the vertical. The Bible is constantly challenging you to teach your child to think like an eternal creature, because they are. Like a boy or a girl who was created in the image of God. Like one who God has a mission and a purpose for. They're not just random molecules. Children... Are God's gift to this generation. And what we have to do is equip them to think rightly about themselves.
0: Our friend, our mutual friend Tim Kimmel says in Mm -hmm. the Art of Parenting video Mm -hmm. series, he says, when you realize how long your child's going to live, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. And then he says, and I happen to know how long every child's going to live, they live forever. Mm -hmm. And when you are parenting with eternity in mind, when you're parenting with the idea this child's going to live forever, that does reorient and refocus what you're doing.
2: You did a little better on that. That was 500 characters, Bob. (laughs) Number
1: eight. Number eight is a secure home. And we're talking about more than just an alarm system and child safety locks and car seats in the car. We're talking about the kind of security that comes from emotional stability and having a peaceful environment at home. One of the biggest keys to kids feeling safe at home is building a strong marriage, which is why we answered the question that you posed about... Which would you teach on if you could choose marriage or parenting? And we said marriage because marriage has to come first. And it's important for moms and dads to make sure that their marriage is strong and stable and secure. And you're feeding your marriage at the same time that you're feeding your kids.
0: A strong, healthy marriage can cover a multitude of other failings for parents. It's it? been
2: said over and over again that the most important thing your children need to know practically as they're, as they're growing up is that mommy and daddy love each other. Mm-hmm. They're surrounded with kids at school, on the playground, in their neighborhood, who are growing up in homes where that's not the case. And they're wanting to know, are my mom and dad gonna going to hang in there And go the distance. I remember in 1953, a fight, an argument, not physical, but an emotionally heated moment in my parents' marriage where as a little boy, I asked the question, are mom and dad going to make it? Are they going to get a divorce? I remember shaking out of fear. Now, that was 1953 when divorce was never heard of. I went to school all the way through high school as a young man with only one classmate who grew up in a broken home. Today, your children are growing up with 60% of their classmates coming from a home of either a single parent family, a blended family, something other than an intact family that goes the distance for a lifetime. Our children need to feel secure. And the way they can feel secure is if they know their mom and dad are committed to one another for a
0: lifetime. Okay, this time you went way over your tweet (laughs) limit. So what's number seven?
1: Number seven, parents who pray together every day. This is something that Dennis and I have done since the early months of our marriage.
2: It was December of 1972. Yeah,
1: Dennis went and talked to a friend of ours who had been married at the time, 20-some years, I think they had four or five kids, and ask him what was the most important advice he would give him as a new husband and for us together as a newly married couple, and he said, you should pray together with your wife every day. And Dennis has told this story multiple times, that he was shocked that it was something so simple and seemingly so insignificant, and yet we began to pray together every day, and it's not long-winded most of the times, it's not... We're not praying through every need that we know of. We're not naming every name of someone who needs intercession. We pray very simply, but we do pray together every single day. Of course, we pray at meals, too. Mm-hmm. But that has made a big difference in our marriage because we together come before God and we humble ourselves before Him.
0: So why does that matter as parents, I can see where it bonds uh-huh. you together in your marriage, but how does it affect your, your parenting?
1: Well, if you're humble together before God, you're submitting to Him and to His authority in your life, then you're going to be much more receptive to His leading you and how you raise your kids. And you're going to have more unity. Now, it's not going to be automatic, but you're still going to have to work through things. But if you pray together and you're seeking God together, then you're going to be more open to His guidance in your life.
2: I love the way Ephesians chapter 3 concludes. It just reminds us of the truth about God. And why wouldn't you want to pray if this is true about God? Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. According to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. It's a prayer of sorts in the book of Ephesians. And Bob, if God's in charge, if he knows uh, what our kids are up to, if he loves them more than us, and he does, he knows how to get their attention. And I think sometimes it's the parents' prayers that bring children back to their faith even as adults because they've, they've been tracked down by the Lord God Almighty who is now answering the prayers of parents over a number of years.
0: Okay, we're talking about what kids need from a mom and dad. This is from your new book, The Art of Parenting. Uh, you're giving us tweets, just the bullet points on what our children need. What's uh, tweet number six? Number six,
2: parents who don't freak out when
0: their children fail. Are
2: caught lying, stealing, kissing under the stairs at the church. Wait, wait, wait. Sneaking did out. That, did that happen?
0: Did that happen with somebody? Yeah,
2: yes, but not one of our kids. Okay, not all right. Hiding things, making stupid choices, doing drugs, and even more. Hmm. They also don't freak out when their children have doubts or pushback against their parents faith.
0: Barbara, this is tough.
1: This is real hard.
0: Because yeah. when you see your kids making bad choices, doing childish things, mm-hmm. You can get a little freaked out as a mom. Mm-hmm.
1: But this is why it's so important, and I agree with you totally, because I freaked out as a mom. But this is why it's so important that parents are growing their own relationship with God, because if you are, then you understand and you can remind yourself, oh, that's right. My child is a sinner. My child has a wicked heart. Hmm. My child needs to be saved. My child needs to be redeemed and needs God to work in my child's life. And so when your child does these things, it's not... So much your fault, as much as it is a reflection of what your child's heart is, and your child's heart needs a relationship with God. And so... The more moms and dads can be grounded in their faith and taking their children before the throne of God, the less caught off guard you're going to be. You'll still be caught off guard some, but you'll go, okay, this is, this is a reflection of the work that God needs to do in my child's life.
0: One of the things that Elise Fitzpatrick, who was a contributor to the Art of Parenting video series, said that I thought was very helpful. She said a lot of parents are disciplining children for being childish. Mm-hmm. And she said... That's what children do. When they're being disobedient, you discipline them. When they're being childish, you got to leave room for there to be childish irresponsibility and not mm-hmm. freak out when a four-year-old is acting like a four-year-old.
2: I'll tell you, we've been on the receiving end of a teacher calling from school saying your child was caught cheating on a test. Now, never mind that when I was a college student that I cheated <laughs> on a computer test now it's easy to forget what you were like when you were that age you know mm-hmm. but it's back to what you were talking about bob a proper view and understanding that we're all broken we're all just a step away from doing something
0: really really tragic can help us in not freaking out you know it's one thing dennis when you see your kids making childish choices they're writing on the walls or they get into a wreck with the car and knock over mailboxes, That that kind of stuff's happened to you, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've got
2: we've got one of our children who holds the record number of rear end collisions.
0: <laughs> in the in, state in, of Arkansas. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, in our family.
0: That's the record, not not in the state. It's something else though when your kids are are starting to have doubts, questions. They're starting to wonder about whether there really is a God and whether they want to follow him and about the moral choices they're going to make as teenagers, about the spiritual choices they're going to make. It's pretty tough as parents not to become anxious when you start to see some of these things emerging in a child's life.
1: Well, especially if your number one goal is for your children to walk with God. Mm -hmm. And that was our number one goal. And I think our kids pick up on that too. But again, parents need to remember what were you like when you were that age? Were you questioning? Were you wondering? And just embrace those questions as hard as it is to do and let's talk about it and understand that everyone is going to go through that. And if you react, your kids are going to go, oh, I can push her button by talking this way. And you're giving them an entree into them controlling, um, which isn't healthy. So not freaking out is, is a big one. It really is important that you do it as little as possible, Mm -hmm. but it is a hard one to not freak out because we love our kids so much and we don't want them to suffer. And we sort of mistakenly think that we can prevent a lot of that.
0: And we've had guests over the years who have coached in this regard. I I remember one guest saying, you have to practice your not freaking out face. As a parent, (laughs) you need to kind of prepare for, imagine a child saying, so um, I just found out my best friend's a lesbian.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And as a parent, all of a sudden, it's like, a what? But you have to go, oh, that that's interesting. How'd you learn Tell that? me more. And ask questions and, and all the anxiety that's bubbling up in you in those moments. You have to figure out how you're going to just keep that in the background while you interact with that child. This really goes back to an earlier
2: point we made where the home needs to be a safe place, a secure place where you can bring your doubts out into the open. I just want to ask every parent, every grandparent, every aunt and uncle who are listening to this broadcast, wouldn't you rather your child or your grandchild, your nephew, your niece, wouldn't you rather them express that doubt, that question, that rebellion against God to you, rather than express it with their friends
0: mm-hmm.
2: and have peer yeah. pressure shape the answer? I wish I would I could say, Bob, that Barbara and I really did this perfectly. We didn't. There were times when we did freak out. But you have to tell your face something different than what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you just got to stonewall it a little bit and say, oh, like you said, Bob. Oh, really? Let's talk more about that. Mm -hmm. I've got a friend. One of his children came back and said, I don't believe in God anymore. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Let's talk about what's happened that has caused you to come to that conclusion. What's the evidence? How are you weighing it? What are you thinking?
0: And then you have to, in the midst of that, resist the temptation in that dialogue to want to get them right back on track. Mm Oh, you can't Mm -hmm. preach at that moment, right? You can't preach. You have to be a shock absorber
2: for that child to be able to push back and to become his or her own person. They've got to have their own faith, their own experience with God, and I, I think that's why uh, this one is so important. Parents don't need to freak out; they need to be shock absorbers for their kids to be able to to test their parents and see how their parents respond.
0: We're going to have to come back tomorrow to get through the rest of this list of tweets for parents about what our assignment is. As a mom or as a dad, I'd encourage our listeners, if you're not already signed up to get a copy of Dennis and Barbara Rainey's new book, The Art of Parenting, you can pre-order online at familylifetoday.com or call to place your pre-order. Our number is 1-800-FL-TODAY. The Art of Parenting video series is available, and there are churches that are already showing our movie Like Arrows as a way to kick off the parenting series. And there's an Art of Parenting free online series that moms and dads can go through as well. Go to FamilyLifeToday.com to find out more about All of the Art of Parenting resources we have available, including Dennis and Barbara Rainey's brand new book. Our website, again, is familylifetoday.com, or call if you have any questions, or if you'd like to order by phone, 1-800-FL-TODAY. 1-800-358-6329. That's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. A quick reminder, tonight at 7 o'clock Central Time, we are going to be connecting with... Many of our legacy partners who are joining us for a Family Life Legacy Partner Connect event will spend a little less than an hour doing Q&A around parenting, and uh, our legacy partners are invited to join us. Not only will the two of you be with us, but Family Life's new president, David Robbins, and his wife, Meg, are going to be here as well. We'll be interacting and taking questions and talking about parenting issues. This is one of the ways that we want to express our gratitude for those of you who are monthly legacy partners. You are the ones who have made today's program possible for everybody who's been listening, not only here in this country, but all around the world. And we're so grateful for the partnership we have together. Look forward to talking to you tonight. Again, if you're signed up for the call, you'll get a phone call just before 7 o'clock Central Time. If you're not signed up, you can call us at 1-800-FL-TODAY. We'll get everything coordinated so that you get a phone call and can be part of the Legacy Partner Connect event tonight again at 7 o'clock Central Time. Look forward to talking to you then. And we hope you can join us back tomorrow as we continue with our Tweets for Parents, the big ideas around parenting. Dennis and Barbara Rainey will be back again tomorrow. Hope you can be here as well. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, along with our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We will see you back next time for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas, a crew ministry. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.